Good afternoon, brethren. Uh, glad to be here and glad to see everyone and welcome to everyone uh, who is with us on the, the live stream. Um, I'm very happy to see you. Okay, so um, brother and sister Lemke, before I start, have done much for the Lord. They have been instrumental in in many things uh, in in helping the work and um, it uh, religion, as Brother Hadif says, pays. It does pay, and we'd rather be blessed than cursed. It is far far better to be blessed in the way that they are. And. Um, I'm just um, thankful that the Lord is watching over Brother Lemke and Sister Lemke, and let us keep them in our prayers. There, as uh, we have already heard, uh, there are other people uh, that have um, that we're very concerned about with the COVID. Uh, please, brethren, be careful. It is a real virus. It's, it is a complicated thing where. Um, People have uh, exaggerated it and also minimized the danger from COVID. There is real danger in, in this uh, virus. Uh, Brother Ariel passed away a few days ago. As probably we all know, uh, he passed away from COVID. And in the Philippines, they required him to be buried within a very short time. That same day, basically, they they buried him. Uh, that is um, a very sad when someone like Brother Ariel passes away. For a person who is walking in the light, death is a light thing in, in uh, view of eternity. It's a small thing, brethren but it is a great thing when we are not. And we're very sorry, our, we send out our condolences to the family and friends, and uh, we urge everyone to, uh, uh, <coughs> everyone who can uh, uh, to be considerate of the layman, to do everything you can for them, to assist them, it is a time when they need a friend, they need effective sighing and crying. They don't need to be criticized and abused. Um, that's the main things I wanted to say. Our subject today is uh, a pr the present truth for today. There's always a present truth, a very present truth. And what was the very present truth in 1943 is not necessarily the very present truth today. You know what the very present truth in 1943 was? We'll see. But it was the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists had just come into existence or just been renamed actually. And that was the, that was very present truth at that time. 
So that's our title and subject. Our prayer thought is, our efforts shall not be in vain. When Ezekiel ate the book, it was, as all, is also to be noted, in his mouth as honey for sweetness, but not bitter in his belly, as was the one John ate, Revelation 10.10. 10. Though, therefore, as the word shows, there will be no disappointment with this message as there was with the one in 1844. This is a promise, a prophetic promise. There will be no disappointment. Now, your mind might go to 1959 when uh, people gathered at New Carmel in Elk, Texas for uh, the solemn assembly. Was there a, a disappointment then? There was, but there wasn't to his people. That was not a real solemn assembly. It was a false group, a false meeting held by a, a, um, a withered association teaching error. And it was not God's uh, will that they come together. It wasn't in the message. It wasn't taught by Brother Howdoff. If it was the message that had failed, fine. Let we'll, let's honestly acknowledge that. But the truth is, it was all New Carmel doctrine from Sister Howdoff and her consul that failed and that was a disappointment. But for us, we are promised that this message will succeed. It will, in other words, it will accomplish its purpose. Plainly then, our efforts to reach the people with the message of the second birth shall not be in vain. Zion shall bring forth all her children, as it were, in one day. Now, people misunderstand this very badly. When, you, when, when a mother-to-be is, uh, is, is uh, bringing forth her child, the child has been gestating, gestating um, for nine months, okay? It has been growing unseen, but there. Okay, so the idea that people suddenly will change their life overnight and become Davidians overnight in the church, that's not what this is teaching. But it is saying that in one day, as it were, she will bring forth her children. And that is why we cannot be driven to despair or to discouragement. We are assured that revival and reformation will take place among all God's people. That is, word will not return unto him void. Uh, 1 TG 49, page 7. It takes time for revival and reformation to take hold individually and co collectively, but this is going to happen. It is a promise. God's promises are always certain. The problem we have as human beings is we don't accept God at his word. He tells us these things and then we forget or we, we, don't, we don't actually believe. It's literally true. It is literally true. We are not going to have disappointment as long as we stay with the rod we are not going to have disappointment. And it is the rod, brethren. People wonder, what is the message of Bashan anyway? <laughs> it's the rod, brethren. It's the rod. 
here and it's in the, the rod is taught in the kingdom as well. It's a loud cry message. So there will be no disappointment now. It will accomplish the work that the Lord has uh, intended and, and ordained it to accomplish. And that's good news, brethren. It is very good news for us. We are very happy to hear that. And um, very, uh, even if we have dark days personally, or even if it's dark days for the work as a whole, remember this, uh, we are going to succeed. We are going to accomplish the work. And what the Lord has promised is something that is quite remarkable. He has promised us that we are going to accomplish the whole work, all the work, okay? It's not a small thing what the Lord has prophetically ordained here in the message, and we will see that as we go. Let's have a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we once again give you thanks as we come before thee on the Sabbath day for the privilege we have of having this truth, this, this truth of the present truth of the shepherd's rod message, and having the privilege to come together as brothers and sisters uh, on this Sabbath afternoon to worship thee and to learn more of thee and thy truth for this time. We pray that uh, you will help us to hold on to the truth that you have given us, that we will be faithful to the shepherd's rod message, the way it is written and the way it was taught by Brother Howdoff. And we pray that you will continue to watch over your work, continue to, uh, we pray that you will continue to uh, draw all your uh, true Davidian children uh, closer and closer together, wherever we are and whatever uh, group we are with, we pray that we will uh, make every effort to reach across uh, the divides, the, the things that divide us, and and um, and come closer to Thee. We pray that we will uh, continue to see the work move forward, even in these difficult times. We pray especially for. Uh, uh, brother and Sister Rogel, sorry, Brother and Sister Black, uh, we pray that you will watch over them, uh, the students, those brethren that they are with, in a special way, and that, um, that you will uh, preserve them, uh, if it is your will, that uh, they will continue to be able to uh, to do the work uh, in your cause that they're doing. We pray for all those others who are in similar uh, situations today, that you will watch over them, that you will bless them and protect those who are not sick. If it is your will uh, to keep them healthy, we pray that you will spare as many people as possible from this uh, plague that is going around. And we pray that the things that we hear will be a blessing to us and that uh, we will uh, be able to share these things with others, that we will uh, strive to understand these things, and that they will strengthen our determination to be faithful to the end.
We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I do want to say one thing before I continue, and I meant to say it to, at the beginning, and that was there are uh, things that I believe are helpful for the um, coronavirus, uh, natural things. Uh, there are things that we can do to minimize the reaction, the immune reaction uh, to the virus uh, also. And it is the, it, it, to a large extent, it's the body's immune reaction that causes a lot of the damage, a lot of the problems. Uh, so um, there are things that we can do, and I encourage you, brethren, if you don't already have that information, I put a lot of information on my Facebook page, and uh, you have to scroll back, but uh, there is a lot of information there on different things. Um, the last few things that we put up there was uh, on sage, uh, and um, the, I'm trying to remember the name of the, the red herb. Hmm? Perilla, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Perilla, um, so um, there are things, real things that can help. A papaya leaf tea, uh, mango leaf and stem tea. There are things everywhere the Lord has placed there for us to help us. Now, these things don't necessarily uh, guarantee that you won't get the virus, but they can modify the, the course of the disease strongly and be very helpful. So uh, keep these things in mind, uh, brethren. Also, what I encourage people to do is to get these things ahead of time. So assemble your little kit, because even if it's not for you, it may be for someone in your family or neighbor or brother, okay, that you will be able to help. Okay, so we need organization to take the message to the church. This is a basic teaching of the rod that Satan has inspired people to teach against today. We have independents who, who claim that there is no more organization. And that is a direct um, deception from the enemy. The people who believe these things are not evil or wicked people necessarily, okay? Many are, are, are sincere brethren, but they are deceived and they do think that there is no organization necessary. But that is the farthest thing from what the message teaches. I am sure you know that nothing can successfully be accomplished by any group of people without their organizing themselves. Even a common home can be well-ordered only by having some organization system. You have failed to recognize that our work cannot be carried on successfully without our organizing them ourselves. And that's 5 Code 6 and 12, 6 to 12, page 11. And Brother Hanif did get a criticism. He got a lot of criticism about a lot of things. But he was getting criticism at that time because the Shepherd's Rod Association had just taken play, uh, form and uh, officers were announced, the, the format was announced and so on, and people were uh, offended. 
people will always be offended by different things. And that is because they don't understand that God himself is leading out. He is leading. We, we, are, we, we are not so much different from the Jews. Uh, if we were back in those days, we would take care of the tombs of the prophets and so on, wouldn't we? But uh, we would not be uh, critical. We would be supporting Brother Haref. Well, it is um, the same thing today. Uh, the Lord is working through the shepherd's rod now. He gives us our instructions, our guidance through the shepherd's rod message. And uh, it, is, it is up to us if we're going to accept them or like the independents say, no organization, none. Now, what is the name of this organization today? Why do we ask that question? Because today is what really matters. And we do want to know that, that that is a present truth for today. The name of the organization was the Shepherd's Rod, uh, a Davidian, uh, not the Shepherd's Rod Seventh-day Adventist Association. And um, People, uh, that's why the church sometimes calls us shepherd's rods, because that's the old name. And that is not present truth today. Nobody teaches that. It won't save anybody by uh, teaching that and uh, insisting that our name is to be the shepherd's rod, the Seventh-day Adventist Association, not present truth. But it once was, and people were not happy, some people, which is why Brother Haref was engaged, this letter writer here that he was uh, replying to. So what is the name? Is it up to us to say the name, to make up the name? No. It, the way the Lord is leading and communicating with us today is in the message. He has stored the truth for us prophetically in the message. The answers are there. Provisional in setup as well as in name, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association exists solely to accomplish a divinely appointed work within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, wherein it therefore strictly confines its activities. The Leviticus, page 2. There's a lot of things here, but it introduces the name Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association, and it's given a work. It exists for a particular um, to a, a, a purpose. It exists to accomplish a divinely appointed work within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. Does it exist to accomplish a work among the Protestant churches? No. If this association were to go to the Protestant churches, what would, be, what would happen? Would that be obeying the requirements of the Lord? No. no, the requirements are that we limit ourselves strictly to, strictly to the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. And that's why Davidians really do have learned this. I have watched Davidians over the years, uh, and um, if, they, if they find out that someone is not a Adventist, all interest just falls away inst instantly. Okay, wrongly, by the way, because you are a Seventh-day Adventist as well as a Davidian. 
you have a, a responsibility to every human being the Lord puts you in contact with. Do not hide your light. Do not think that you have no obligation uh, to, to those people. But, but the main point here is that um, uh, the name of the association is given, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association, and its purpose is also clearly stated. Right at the beginning, you can't get any sooner than this page two. Page one is, uh, is, is not a, a, a printing a, a page. And so the Lord put it right at the beginning. And then he put it again and again. So on page three, uh, the Leviticus tells us that this, uh, with the emergence of this vanguard and its army, the first fruits from which are elected the 12,000 out of, out of each of the 12 tribes of Jacob, the 144,000, uh, Revelation 14, seven to uh, two to eight, who stand on Mount Zion with the lamb, I'm gonna leave the Bible references, uh, the reign of anatypical David begins with the emergence of this vanguard army from this association. The Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association is the association of the vanguard. And here's where we read it on page three. The name Davidian deriving from the name of the, of the king of ancient Israel accrues to this association by reason of its following aspects. First, it is dedicated to the work of announcing and bringing forth the restoration, as predicted in Hosea 1.11 and 3.5, of David's kingdom in Anatype, upon the throne of which Christ, the son of David, is to sit. Second, it purports itself to be the first of the first fruits of the living the vanguard from among the present-day descendants of those Jews who compose the early Christian church. Now, when the Leviticus continues to speak of the association, usually it will say this association, uh, the association, though sometimes it says the Davidians of De Adventis. Uh, so uh, remember that all through what it's saying, this association, it is already introduced the, this association on page two. So it's important to understand that this association is a divinely ordained association, it's divinely named, it's not named by a human being, its work, its purpose is given by God, and there's nothing that any human being can do about that. When the Lord himself is leading, we cannot ourselves um, stop or, or block the work. What happens if you get in front of a train? Okay, what happens? The train will keep going, brethren, and God is much greater than a train, okay? Anyone can say anything. Okay, it could be, uh, God forbid, but it could be that Brother Trevor could decide that he's really Elijah and start telling people that and teaching that and, and try to sidetrack the work. But you know what? 
that train will run over Brother Trevor like if he, he didn't exist, like he was nothing, okay? And uh, I, I hope that, and I pray that I, that is at least one thing that I don't um, ever do very seriously. But the truth is that God has uh, identified this association. He's gone to a, quite an in-depth, detail length to identify it, to stipulate it, to show us its background, where the name comes from, and what it is to do. And we're going to take a little time to read some of these things. Now, there's many. There's been a lot of talk about should. Does it matter? Uh, who you are, where you are, what association. Well, does it matter if you're a Jehovah Witness or an Adventist or a Mormon? <laughs> it matters, brethren. It matters in a lot of practical ways. But it does matter about which association. If you belong to a so an association that is teaching error and it has a leader that is teaching that he is going to be King David in the kingdom, and that he is Elijah today and Jezreel and so on. All these things are false. And you can't expect to be blessed when you are in a false situation. You, you instead of, of, of helping to push forward the work in the right direction, you, in, in putting your efforts forward in this kind of error, are, um, are actually furthering error. Okay, so there are, there are groups actively working against the rod. And those brethren, those people who do, they put themselves in a very serious situation, brethren, uh, to be opposed to the truth. Uh, there are people who say that Brother Hadaf was not anatypical Elijah. That is blasphemous, to steal his uh, a, a, divine, uh, a divinely appointed uh, role to try to take that themselves. It is very wrong, and, and it uh, puts that individual in a very bad situation with the Lord. So if we speak against the Lord's prophet, it is not good. Those who speak against the Lord's prophet, and we don't even have to speak against him in the sense that we are saying uh, evil about him. You can speak against him by, by speaking against his prophetic role, by saying, no, he needs, I need to be here. I am the real anatypical prophet. I have to explain the message, re-explain it, re reinterpret everything, and so on. You are working against, uh, speaking against the, the prophet, brethren. To speak against God's prophet or to speak against God's association puts you in a dangerous place. Now, God has um, people, brethren, true Davidians, who are not only in uh, one association. And we, we're not going to go into that study, but this is one thing that we have always taught, and it's a, a, a very profound and important teaching because we don't, it helps us understand that we are not to be critical are condemnatory of other true Davidians. We need to reach out to them in friendship, not to be uh, uh, reaching out to them in enmity and, um, and suspicion and so on. 
who is a real Davidian. A real Davidian is uh, someone who uh, has no doubt that Brother Haref was the last prophet, that Brother Haref was Elijah. And he has uh, no doubt that the rod is the last message. Now, it's possible that the message is not possible. It's certain that we will have misunderstandings with each other. The message is a very voluminous message. And there's always going to be, when you have human beings from all over the world, all different backgrounds, they're going to read things and have different, um, different um, um, uh, ways of understanding things, different ways of, uh, sometimes they just misread something accidental. Okay, and, um, and, and, and so, um, we understand that um, Davidians may not see eye to eye on everything, but because they believe that the rod is the inerrant truth for today, that puts them in a different class from those who believe in the branch and the, um, the wave sheaf and this and that and so on. Okay, completely different class, brethren, okay? And they are our brothers and sisters. We know that, and you, you must not just know it. It is our responsibility to show it, to live it, okay? Not to forget it. Uh, it is many little measures, many things working together that will make a big change. If you expect one or two or three leaders from the different groups to make any big substantial changes on their own, you're mistaken. It is the membership, all of us working together, who are going to overcome the prejudice and misunderstanding that keeps us apart. So it does matter which association we are with. Uh, it matters uh, not in the sense of life and death this instant for our sisters, our, our sister groups in this sense. Has any of you, have any, is anyone here responsible for the family they were born into? Hold your hand up, okay? You chose your family that you were born into. Uh, you may be a Tibetan uh, Buddhist or something and believe in reincarnation, but for the rest of us, we did not choose our family, our physical family, and we did not choose most of us, our spiritual family, when we first learned the message. Learn not to be so critical-minded of people, other people. They were born into the group. We were born into the group, this group. We need to be understand that, that very few of us uh, have, uh, are responsible uh, for where we are. And I would say none, brethren. If you think that you have come from here to here and you feel good about it, I would say to feel uh, thankful to the Lord for what he has done. It is the Lord's work, not your work or any individual, okay? So do not be uh, critical of anyone for what, a true, what real association they're in, but we do need to understand that it does make a difference in the end because God has said, and in the end, I want to stress that there is, we don't have a long stretch of tomorrow. I'm not preaching uh, that. In fact, I'm preaching the opposite. I personally uh, have 
in my mind, gone all out for a, while, a, 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 a certain period now because it was clear to me that we have crossed over into this uh, period of time when events are going to start coming at us one after another, okay? So I'm not preaching a long stretch of tomorrow, but what I am saying is we are not there at Ezekiel 9 today, okay? And I, we say that authoritatively because the rod says it authoritatively. There are certain things that must happen first. Uh, what is the main thing that must happen before Ezekiel 9 happens? Every single Adventist must be reached. Yes, every single one. So we have some small window of time here, and uh, it is it, within this period of time, uh, 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 no one is condemned for the false understanding he has, uh, the message teaches, no one is condemned, and uh, uh, it is only if we reject the truth, if that false understanding causes us to finally reject the truth, finally, brethren, and it's the final disposition that counts. Not the one here today or tomorrow, but our final uh, standing. So do not judge the people and do not be offended, but there's still, at the end of the day, God has said what he has said, and we cannot ignore it, and we should not ignore it. As the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association does not have formal membership, is this true? It's not present truth, brethren. But it was true when this was written. Okay? Just a little example uh, of how you have to understand the, how the, the present date when the th message was written, how that can impact the statement. As the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association does not have a formal uh, membership, what evidence can one give to identify himself as a member of the organization? And how can he establish the length of time he has been with it? Answer. Now, the answer is very, very important because it applies uh, today, even though the exact status of the uh, the uh, Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association's membership and so on, uh, what is not uh, uh, true today, uh, what, what, there, what Brother Harris answer, it is, it is a principle that applies. One, one support of timely Davidian message and his living out its principles and his living out the principles Baptism, Sabbath observance, along with the rest of the Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments. And I see people routinely violating different commandments. Uh, many different commandments are routinely violating. Vegetarianism, dress reform, total abstinence from tobacco and alcoholic beverages, and all else contained in the spirit of prophecy are the truest witness of his affiliation and the only genuine visible certification of the fact, the genuine certification of the fact, the genuine uh, certification uh, is that our life, it is, is our life that, that um, certifies whether we are a Davidian or not. You can have the little card and it can be under false circumstances that you don't deserve the card. It's not the card, brethren. It is your life. 
Now, uh, you do want to have the certification because the rod says to have it, okay? But that alone is not what it is. It's our life. These are the only con absolutely convincing evidences of one's worthiness to, to membership in the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. So it is important that we live this message in every detail. It is required that we live this message in e every detail. That is what a, a true a member of the Divinian Seventh-day Adventist Association is, how you tell. Now, there are people who say that there is no one association, no right association, no wrong association. That's a big mistake, brethren. They're definitely wrong associations. But if there is a false, if there are many false, there's going to be one right. As there is but one right way and but one door, and as all Christians do not see alike and do not walk together, could it be we are all wrong, all going in the wrong direction? No, that could never be as long as the Lord does not forsake the earth. Indeed not, for he must have a people in whom to confide his truth and by whom to save those who choose to go his way. He must have a people. But we don't have the prophet here today to tell us who this people are, who they are. So do we have a problem? We have no problem at all. The rod is a prophetic message. It, it gives information about the distant past and the future, which is not so distant, brethren. But the rod contains the information that we need to know. You just have to believe it. God has never had more than one movement in existence at a time, and it could not be otherwise now, for Christ cannot be divided. So what is the situation with our sisters? God's church is well marked in every generation by obedience to present truth. It is present truth that shows the church, the true movement today. Now, um, even though our sister groups uh, may not uh, be, have present truth, the very present truth, they do teach the rod and they do love the rod. And so I encourage you to remember that uh, when you want to be critical. And we have to be honest and uh, straightforward here. Uh, I was telling someone just a little while ago that I was uh, able, not deliberately, but I was able to uh, handle a certain situation in such a way that I was getting criticism from both, from both the left and the right. <laughs> and it's like, you know, there's a saying, you know you're over the target when you're getting flack from all directions, okay? But uh, yes, I was being uh, lambasted from both sides, and that's okay, that's, that's not a problem uh, uh, at all. But um, we have a situation where uh, we have God's ordained group, okay? God's ordained uh, uh, people. And we have other people also who love the Lord. Uh, the, uh, in a bigger sense, Christ said, I have sheep of other, other foals. And um, it is in a, in a smaller and more particular sense, 
there are Davidians of all kinds of, uh, all hues and, and, and types, as it were, that, um, that the Lord has. And, uh, it, we're, as I, we're not going to go further in, in this study, uh, on, on that subject, but we should know that, um, Jacob had, uh, 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 quite a few children. Okay. Uh, they were Jacobites, but they were not all from the same mother. So there was one legal wife, and, uh, and, and just as Adam and Eve were legally married, there was a legal marriage between Jacob and Leah, but, and, and they had children, but there were other children too, other brothers and sisters. So uh, th- that is the truth, and people, we, we brethren, we, we need not to be critical of this. So God has never had more than one movement. Very true, brethren, one movement. And so even though I'm saying that, I'm not saying it in criticism or to demean others. I'm just saying it to be faithful to the message. The message does teach that. And we do need to be faithful to the message. In the end, we need to be faithful Davidians no matter what. And 2TG2222, the double team of horses and their two kinds of colors pulling in two different directions are immediately seen to symbolize a double set of church leaders, the Seventh-day Adventist leaders and the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist leaders, unlike in character and aim. Now is everyone's chance to see, sorry, to decide to be either on the one side or on the other, either to reform and be led by the faithful bay horses or to cling to the self-important grizzle horses and stay by them in the south country there to perish. Now, what is the faithful bay horses? Another name for faithful bay horses are the faithful Davidian Seventh-day Adventist leaders, uh, the faithful Davidian Seventh-day Adventist. What is a faithful Davidian Seventh-day Adventist? Why do we have the designation of faithful Davidian Seventh-day Adventist? I will show you why. Now, this is from 10 Code 1, page 3. Now again, with even greater emphasis toward reaching her goal, Mount Carmel Center makes the following announcement to all faithful Davidians who will realize that this is this uh, good news is perhaps nothing short of a sign. Mount Carmel Center, by commencing to first sell its excess property, then the whole is symbolically leading the way to the program that is outlined by the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. Now, Brother Hadith says that uh, Mount Carmel Center is making the announcement that it is selling. Mount Carmel Center is selling all the land. What is the excess in the whole? All. And who, who is being told to do this? Mount Carmel Center. Mount Carmel Center is the one who is told to do this. Now, only Mount Carmel Center can obey. Remember, Brother Hadith has previously, in uh, older code, identified Mount Carmel Center as the antitype to that ancient hill, Mount Carmel. Okay, it is Carmel. It is 
Carmel. And Carmel is being told to sell all. And for a reason, too, uh, to provide a symbolic uh, example. And you say, why symbolic? Why is it providing an example? It has to provide that uh, example symbolically, not literally lead the way, because it's not going to be there. Carmel was not going to be there, but it could give an example, okay, that would resonate down through history to us. And that's the why it was a symbolic example. But that's getting ahead of ourselves, and um, that's not the real point here. The real point is all faithful Davidians will what? will agree with this program, will agree, will find it good news. The question for you, brethren, who are with us over the live stream, anywhere, do you find this good news? If you do, you are a faithful Davidian. If you don't, I'm sorry, but that the message identifies you as a non-faithful Davidian. But faithful all, all faithful Davidians, it is a test. What was the test that they had to do in the Old Testament? Um, uh, the test, the uh, shibboleth. It's a shibboleth test. Okay? It, it, it is a, shib a shibboleth test. You can look it up in, uh, on the internet, Wikipedia, for instance. is a test to identify, to mark people into two categories. Okay, uh, do we all remember the story of the shibboleth? Huh? Well, if, you, if some of the people could say the shibboleth, but who is it, the people who could not? Um, the, um, they, but, but anyway, that, that tribe, it was either Benjamin or the, uh, another tribe, but they could not say shibboleth. They, 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 they said it with a lisp, as it were. Since I lisp all the time anyway, I can't deliberately say it. But the point is, um, that is, this particular thing is a shibboleth test. And uh, the question is, can you say it is uh, a good news? And if you can, you are faithful Davidian by this particular test. So why did God give us this? Because... Uh, it was necessary to acknowledge the passing of the old association to, before you can accept the present truth of the present association. Okay, that is why. Now, this association, as we said, refers to the, a particular designation, but um, the Lord bestowed the literature on this association. Okay, curious, but true. Section two, the association's literature, the Shepherd's Rod series, draws its title from the Rod of Moses, uh, the Shepherd of Midian. Okay, now I know that that's a completely odd thought, but I just want to show you that this association has been specially ordained, specially designated, specially empowered. Did it say um, an individual was, or an executive committee was? No, this association. The Lord is working through an association. He is, in, in the time of uh, Brother Hadaf, he was working specially through the prophet. 
But now he is working through the rod and through this association. And he has a, a way, he has, the rod tells us how he's working, uh, uh, not um, shortening the Lord's hand here or tying it, but he is working in the way that he has told us. Elijah is resting. How do we know where the truth is today? And as I've been emphasizing, we will know from the message. Provisional in setup and is, as well as in name, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association exists solely to accomplish a divinely appointed work. Okay, so that is what we have read, and I just wanted to read it uh, uh, another time here because uh, this is the key statement, not unsupported, many other statements, but it's the key statement that establishes that the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist is going to do some particular thing here, okay? And it, what it's going to do is accomplish. It's going to accomplish a divinely appointed work within the uh, Seventh-day Adventist denomination. That's why, one of the reasons why I read uh, the prayer thought that I did. We live in a time when all the Davidian, the rod pioneers would have liked to have lived in. We're cold, we're spread out around the world indifferent. We have our daily concerns, our, our worldly concerns to divert us this way and that. But brethren, we are the people and this is the time when they would have been so happy to live because now is the time for the work to be accomplished. The Lord's word is certain, it will be, and we can see the events in the world shaping up just the beginnings, not going to prophesy Ezekiel 9 next week or next year or any time, okay? But it is starting to shape up and we know it's starting to shape up. We can see the winds being uh, held back because just to release them and they would blow, there would be tremendous uh, upheavals and they're coming brethren, regardless, the trouble is coming. We're going to live through this trouble ourselves. And it's going to be very, very severe trouble too. But if we know that God has designated this association to accomplish the work, if we're certain about that, it solves all our problems, all our questions, because everything falls into place then. Now, in 1943, almost 80 years ago, the organization was named the General Association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists. That was the name of the association. That was present truth. But that association was dissolved in 1962. It's not a matter of uh, polemics. It's not a matter to feel good or bad about. It's just history. That association completely dissolved in 1962. And brethren, that association was God's association. He was in control. Don't think that any human being could stand in the way of the Lord's purpose. There's only one outcome for anyone who puts themselves in opposition to the Lord. Only one possible outcome, brethren. The train will continue on without pausing. 
So that association no longer exists. What is, um, what are we to do? We have no association, we don't know. As we read already, the Lord has a present truth for this time. And the present truth that is being announced now is the, uh, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association will accomplish the work. And we are calling for brethren to understand this and to all um, take heed to what the message says. Some people are confused by the language of the uh, used in the message. The message says in 2TG 10.21, emerging in 1930 from within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination, the Church of the Laodiceans, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association has ever been committed to the prophetic work predicted in Isaiah 51, sorry, 52.1, of preparing the Laodicean church, the last with the tears among the wheat, for the final proclamation of the gospel in all the world. Matthew 14, 14. Now, what is this? Did the Davidian um, Seventh-day Adventist uh, Association exist in 1930? No, not even the Shepherd's Rod Association existed in 1930. But that's not what Brother Hadaf said. He said emerging, okay? The association that uh, grew out of the group in California in 1930, the association that continued to grow and develop and emerge, that association is the association that is prophesied in Leviticus, in the Leviticus on page two. It's that same association. But was the association in, um, uh, uh, is it the, the, the general association of Davidian Seventh-day Adventists? It is not. That is definitely has been uh, disbanded, brethren. Um, but I want you to see how it can emerge and not be seen completely until it emerges and goes into all the world, okay? The true association must strictly confine its work to the church. The general association did not do this. Now, we have the historical um, documents to show uh, that um, the general association began to work for the Protestant church. That is a fact. They did. Now, we have to be logical thinkers, brethren. God said that the true association strictly confines itself to the Adventist denomination. What is the rule? What is the situation here? Should God then swallow what he said? Should it be false? And, and the people who say, uh, who, uh, who teach that the general association is true, should they be righteous and God unrighteous? Far, far from it, brethren. Not the way at all. The general association disobeyed two of its prime directives. We all remember the prime directives of Star Trek? <laughs> the, uh, well, the prime directives, as it were here, was to teach the truth and to teach it to the Adventist church. Violate those and you violate some fundamental requirements for your existence. What is the wages of sin? It has always been death. 
it, and if you are a country, if you are an association, if you are anything, it doesn't matter. It's still the same uh, uh, wages, uh, same thing applies. And the Lord said so specifically too. So what association is ordained to implement the great reformatory movement? And on page 12, uh, uh, just very briefly, uh, Brother Hadif writes, this association within the Seventh-day Adventist organization is ordained to the work of a threefold end. Now, if the Lord ordains something, what does that mean? If uh, Can you or I turn his hand from what he has ordained? We can't, brethren. No one can. You're going to stand in front of the train again. We cannot divert the Lord's purpose. And the Lord said, this association, and he's trying to be as specific and, and, and real as we can be, this association that he named within the Seventh-day Adventist organization is ordained to the work of a threefold end. And the third one was then with a loud cry, it is to go to, into the highways and hedges, Luke 14, 23, preaching the everlasting gospel unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, Revelation 14, 6. That is the word of the Lord. Uh, the, 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 this association, uh, and we didn't read this part today, but with a name change will be the uh, instrument, the, the legal association instrument that is used. It does not, uh, it is not dissolved. People wonder, what is going to happen? Is the, is the association going to be false? Is it false? No, brethren, this same association continues right on into the loud cry, and we don't make this up. And we need to be very serious about these things. If you have put yourself in opposition to this association, it is a serious place to be. The everlasting government established at Carmel continues in Bashan and Gilead. This is a, an assertion that we want to prove. Our company being composed of 12 members signifies that it is to represent the foundation of this central headquarters location of the last and everlasting spiritual government. Is that government still in existence? No, it, it, it is completely dissolved. It is completely deserted. It, the association ceased to exist in 1962, even what was left of it at that time. The brethren that used to compose the association are gone. Uh, the, the buildings are almost all gone. Uh, the, the, the equipment is all gone. Uh, the literature, the truth, the very important uh, book that they were, the Carmel was commanded to give out. What happened to that? It, all the existing stock of literature went to the prophetically designated association, brethren every bit of it that existed. Is that an accident? God had said that it was to be the work of this association to teach the truth, the rod. And he had given the rod the message, he had bestowed the rod message on this association. So why shouldn't this association 
have all the remaining several tons of literature from Mount Carmel. And, and uh, this association did receive all that, the, the literature, and gave it out for many years. Uh, I always say that the Leviticus just ran out about four or five years ago. Okay, and that's interesting. Uh, it gives you an interesting little uh, metric there of, uh, of, of the progress of the work. Unmistakably, the first uh, set of Leviticus printed was 5,000. And all that Carmel gave out and all that we gave out lasted until about um, around uh, 2015. Now, the next set that we printed, it will be re uh, reprinted soon and uh, we will have a, 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 a measurement there to see how quickly we used up the next set. Uh, how much was printed? 5,000, same as the original. Okay, and it will give us a, 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 a measure there. Unmistakably, therefore, the, light, the clear light shedding forth from type, from testimonies of the prophets and from history, identify the message of the rod as the only one ordained to lead the Latter-day Church freed from sin and sinners into the land of promise, then when the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Now, we get a question that, uh, that has no basis in reality. Uh, the, Carmel, uh, the rod was Carmel's message. What is Bashan's message? Okay, let it be answered once and for all, the rod as the only one ordained. So if the, the only ordained association who has already been given the rod as their literature, uh, why would they have a different message? Why would this association have a different message? It doesn't, brethren. It, it is the rod that is the only one ordained to lead the Latter-day Church. And, uh, well, that's enough on that. Now, how long has this name been used? It has been used since 1961. Uh, this is from the symbolic code, the session code in 1961. The question as to what name we should choose for the association brought considerable discussion. After careful consideration of what the message teaches on the subject, it was unanimously voted that the name be that established by the rod. They did not establish the name. They, they accepted the name that the rod established already. That's an important thought. There were people who at first thought that we should make up a name of our own. Why not? We're a new association. Since 1961, this has been the name. Now, uh, the, uh, 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 the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association and that's from the Leviticus and so on. Now, um, what happened, what was happening in 1961? The General Association was in full apostasy. It had already falsely um, uh, predicted Ezekiel 9 in 1959. It has started to work for the Protestant churches. It was uh, already tearing down the rod. And as Sister Howdiff left, uh, went through the door on her final exit there, she uh, left a, a little uh, defensive uh, uh, explanation of her actions in, uh, in a letter and, and a code. And uh, it, was, it was not her fault. Nothing was her fault. The message was wrong. 
Okay, it was clear that the message had failed. This is what she wrote. This is her teaching as she left. Well, brethren, it's not true. But how, who was going to say it? Who was going to hold up the truth? Not the General Association, brethren. They were in the midst of collapsing in their apostasy. But this association, a rod-only association, came into being just at the time it was necessary. The Lord always has a group, always. He said it, and he did it too. There's a, a number of, uh, of, of instances in the message identifying the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. The Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association has already been used in the rod. Remember, it was emerging. Okay, we are not a separate group. And that's what I, I want us to understand that we are um, part of the original association. We are part of, uh, of all that went before us. Did you have your hand up? Yeah, I was going to say about the 1930 emerging thing. Um, the thing is, is that the general association, because I mean, people will try to say that that was the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. But they, but the general association, not only did they work for the world, but they didn't fulfill the, the other prophecies, such as um, finishing the work for the church and, mm. and ordain. So, and then the rod makes it clear that when something does not fulfill the prophecies that are required by that particular entity, that it's not the correct entity. So the general association, they couldn't, they got dissolved with, and the work is not finished. So they couldn't have been the association that's in the Leviticus. Amen. And, and so th there was the government, the legal government structure, the storehouse. You see, there are different ways of, of specifying who we are uh, uh, prophetically. Uh, and so there was this connection. There is truly a connection. But when it comes to the legal association, you are absolutely correct. They, that, that association could not fulfill the prophecy. It did not fulfill it, but it could not too because it had disobeyed. And there's a, there's a price to pay for disobedience. And, by, and when I talk about the General Association, keep in mind that I am truly not referring to any association in existence today. I am speaking, I'm not criticizing or, uh, or referring to any association today. I am speaking about Brother Howdoff's uh, uh, a genuine general association. Now, this is to show you who we were uh, once upon a time. In 1930, uh, I believe this is 37, uh, the directory, uh, we were uh, the General Association of Shepherds Rod Seventh-day Adventists. And um, it was not uh, called Davidian at that time, never used at that time. Not until 1942 was it first uh, mentioned. It wasn't present truth in that time, okay? Present truth is not known before time. It's not taught beforehand. Where is God's storehouse today? It, it is where the present truth is. Now, remember that we, we can identify the organization, the place in different ways. And one way is what, what place is teaching the present truth today. The present truth, brethren, is not 
the Shepherd's Rod, uh, Davidian, uh, Shepherd's Rod Seventh-day Adventist Association. And nobody is teaching that. Well, brethren, the, the present truth is not the General Association either. That's just the way it is. The General Association is a name that has been polluted and it will never be used unless we want to make God a liar. And I know that people don't understand that, but we are going to make that point. God said that this association would work strictly for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. But the General Association disobeyed. They taught error. They, they, uh, they behaved in, in a number of ways that are uh, very wrong. And they are no longer uh, in existence as a consequence. And they can't be in existence because God has said that they would cease to exist when they did these things. The Jewish church in which reposed the truth up to the time of Christ was ever to be the storehouse and the priests were ever to be its stewards. Mount Carmel was ever to be the place. It was, okay? God did not start them out with the, telling them, you will fail, and no matter what you do, you're going to fail. He never does that. And, and so they had every uh, reason to, uh, to succeed. Uh, if, if they had been faithful, uh, they would have continued. The Lord would not have, have taken away, moved the storehouse. And it's the same thing with the Jewish church. So... But when the Jewish church rejected Christ, they forced God to transfer his storehouse to the little handful who did accept the added message for that day. Well, brethren, in 1961, the present truth was the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. It was not the General Association. The General Association in Elk, Texas was in deep apostasy in many different ways. And it was the little handful in Los Angeles who had the future in their hands, that God transferred the storehouse to them. And it, that's the way it works. It does transfer. Later, God again transferred his storehouse, entrusting its goods to the reformers. Okay, so it does transfer one after another from one to the next. Accordingly, his new and faithful stewards were appointed to care for the candlestick, the church. From then on, the reformers, from then on. But you know what? Things happened. Who has the keys of the kingdom today? Now, the keys come from preaching, teaching the present truth, okay, from the truth. It's not some... Um, uh, you know the Pope, he is supposed to be infallible. He's supposed to be have the, the power to open and close, uh, at least in the past. This one probably doesn't teach anything uh, according to tradition. But, but the point is, that's not how the keys work. Okay, the message makes it clear that it is the truth. Okay, present truth. Plainly then, the keys of the kingdom of heaven are in the hands of those who have the truth for the day. And what is the truth for today, brethren? It is not the truth of yesterday. It is not the truth of 1934. And it's not the truth of 1942-43 either. Consequently, just as plain as heaven can make it, uh, make it, uh, the truth stands out that the keys of the kingdom of heaven have today passed from the hands of the general conference 
to the hands of the General Association of Divinian Seventh-day Adventists as verily as they pass from the Sanhedrin to Peter in the days of Christ's first advent. So it is that truth's decree on earth today is the decree in heaven. Now, the General Association in Brother Hadith's time was teaching present truth and only present truth. That's one of the requirements that cannot be waived. The association must teach the truth. Uh, brother, uh, the, the general association, um, I, okay, so it passed from the general conference to the hands of the general association. Now, if we want to just stop there, we will have to become independents. Uh, this is where the independents have, uh, have their, uh, their say. Uh, they, they will tell you that the General Association doesn't exist anymore, and they will tell you the truth. It truly does not exist, and it ceased to exist for quite a long time. But is that all? Is that, does God have, leave us now with nothing? He has left us with a clear understanding in the rod that it is transferred to the present truth uh, teachers. What, uh, from one present truth teacher to another. Now, what is the present truth for today? The present truth for today from the Leviticus, from the rod, is the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association will accomplish the work. It's a wonderful present truth. And it, it, it is going to happen just as God promises. So he is transferred, and, and this is the reason why we're reading about the storehouse. The sto it is transferred to where present truth is. Now, we read already the good news. Okay, all faithful Davidians will, will acknowledge that it is good news that the Lord has commanded Mount Carmel Center to sell all. It is important that we, we pass this test. We have tests to pass, and this is one. We don't have to pass it instantly. We don't have to uh, uh, get our mind around a brand new concept instantly. But brethren, we have to eventually accept what the Lord says. And he said it was good news. And the Lord doesn't lie. He was leading himself the way. And we have to accept that. Well, this is the problem that came about with Mount Carmel Center. Uh, 3 Code 11 and 12, page 2. Mount Carmel Center believes all the prophets have told us. And, it, and, and Mount Carmel Center did believe at that time. Brother Hadith was teaching correctly and truly. And all the days that he was alive, uh, Mount Carmel taught truly and correctly. Mount Carmel Center believes all that the prophets have told us, and she is committed to the course of carrying out to the letter God's command in every particular. Otherwise, there would be no justification for her existence. Now, we need to be logical thinkers here, careful readers, exact readers, actually. We have to carry out to the letter. God said... We have to do it. The association has to do it to the letter in every particular. If we do it in half of the things, if we do it in 90% of the things, it's not enough. God requires that the association carry out his exact commands in every, his requirements in every particular. 
And what is the situation? What is the uh, always there on the other hand? There would be no justification for Mount Carmel's existence if Mount Carmel fails to do it. And it was if, God is not going to say, you Mount Carmel, uh, way back in the 30s, you are going to fail and lose out. It was only a if, it was only a warning, okay? God always warns. He always tries to encourage us to do the right thing. And they did too, while Brother Haddaf was alive. As soon as Brother Haddaf died, they started teaching error. The 42 months, which is 42 months to the Ezekiel 9 and so on, okay? It was false doctrine. And you know what is so bad about the errors that Mount Carmel taught there in their, in their uh, apostasy? It has set the pathway for everyone. Poor Brother Ariel may never have been led into the grave, grave sins that he committed teaching uh, Ezekiel 9 every other year, uh, just over and over. Ezekiel 9 this year, earlier, okay? Uh, he just taught it and taught it again and again. He would try to get those numbers to work out. But he may never have been led into that if he hadn't had this uh, uh, example, putting it in his mind, and Davidians uh, in general. Brethren, we don't know what wickedness was done to uh, us here. This trouble, this unexpected knockout blow, this trouble that would follow us, uh, we just don't understand all of its ramifications right now. But the truth is, is that it has injured us and harmed us, and uh, even to this day, people are confused. But God has made it clear in the message, we don't have to be confused. We can see here that Mount Carmel has, and we too, brethren, uh, Mount Carmel has certain parameters. They must stay within that. They must meet the requirements if they are going to continue to exist. They failed and they don't exist anymore. They ceased to exist in, in 1962 just walked away from the place. Uh, they closed it down and deliberately um, created a situation where it would, um, it would close down. Now, no individual can destroy God's association. And that's one of the false things that people think. It wasn't an individual. People blame one person for everything. Brethren, it was not one person ever that was responsible for the... Um, failing to meet the requirements at Carmel. Uh, it was Carmel as a whole, the whole of the executive council. And those people uh, sometimes, um, let's go on here though. Um, if Mount Carmel did not obey in every particular, God promised it would cease to exist. And uh, they did uh, disobey and he did keep his word. Okay, so. This organization that we see here, uh, the General Association, Davidian Seventh-day Adventists, Mount Carmel Center, and a typical Carmel, the message teaches explicitly, all gone. The people in this picture all went uh, apostatized, all left the rod. As far as I know, they either died or they left the rod. A very few of them held on and have passed away, but um, uh, the majority of them have left the message. 
Uh, the brother and sister Lemke, by the way, are one of the few people living from Mount Carmel times. Uh, so uh, that is one of the things that we consider uh, 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 so uh, wonderful about having them. But by and large, uh, we don't have uh, uh, very many people who are still faithful uh, from that time. The storehouse uh, is uh, uh, important because it is the place where uh, present truth is given out. And uh, wherever the keys are, the storehouse is, the headquarters office is, and so on. That's what's important about it. So um, once again, uh, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association ordained to the work. Um, the reason I put this slide here is that uh, it, it, the red part exists solely to accomplish a divinely appointed work within the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. The dissolved uh, General Association did not, as we've covered that already, it did not uh, um, uh, restrict itself to the, the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. And in doing so, it, it broke the requirements of the Lord. It ceased to exist. Finally, you need to know concretely what is the kingdom message, the additional message, uh, and the phase of its work that promotes the title Seventh-day Adventist to the title Davidian Seventh-day Adventist. Okay, what is the uh, kingdom message? the additional message. And that, brethren, is the rod. We have no other message here at Bashan. I, I don't know if there's a single Bashan brother or sister who thinks so. If not, if there is, um, please uh, uh, get in touch with a teacher uh, right away. We, uh, we do not have a different message. And I know that it is something that is said of us, but that I can't help. People say all kinds of things, and uh, we have to do the best we can uh, ourselves. But brethren, we have no other message, no other. And finally, now you can more fully appreciate the name Davidian Seventh-day Adventist. And the thought that I want to leave you with is, it is the present truth for this time because knowing this gives you, a, 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 gives you, opens up all the answers, all the other things that you need to know. Uh, one of the things that the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association is, is doing right now, a very, very important thing, is teaching the Rod Hedge Doctrines. The Rod teaches the Hedge of Inspiration. It is uh, different things that protect us from soothsayers. And there's so many people. I, I was in communication with a sister. Uh, I believe she's a fine sister. She doesn't necessarily think the same in reverse. But, uh, but she um, said that she, uh, from watching Ariel, she believed that he was a true prophet. She watched his videos for years. She's an American in this country. And um, 
I ask her to give me one or two uh, point reasons why she believes. And she could not, and she did not. She said the Holy Spirit told her. Okay, but from watching the video, she accepted him. You see, Brother Ariel was quite impressive to me, by the way, his, his, the breadth and depth of his grasp of the rod. And Brother Innocencio was touching on that last night. Okay, it was substantial, very, very significant. Uh, and he had it in his mind, and he had the books on his table, and uh, he, uh, everything he said, he covered it deeply in the rod, spread the rod all around. Well, the rod is impressive, and you hear the rod over and over again, given from a false prophet's mouth, and you start to fall for it, whatever, the, whatever you're hearing. But whatever the reason, uh, she accepted this um, Brother Ariel as a true prophet of God and still does. And this is, what, this is why we always have to pray for patience, okay? Even if we, if, we, if we sometimes fail, we don't want to strike the rock with the rod or strike anybody. But uh, even now, she still believes. And all from watching him uh, uh, abuse the rod uh, uh, almost daily, spreading it around on all his, uh, his own ideas. Now, what the point of the hedge doctrines are is to keep you safe from wolves like that, okay? The rod makes it very clear that this is the last message, but you need to be able to, if someone comes to you and tells you different, you need to be able to give them 15 reasons why they're wrong. Okay, you need to be able to say, no, this is Elijah. Elijah is the last prophet. That's it. There's no more. We need to firmly close the door to all of these repeat offenders who come up time after time and still out there, still doing their, 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 their wickedness to the people, to Davidians, uh, abusing the brethren. So... The hedge doctrines, and that is the hedge of inspiration, Brother Haddis' word, phrase, but um, we have to, um, uh, it's so important for every Davidian to be grounded, to be safe from the enemies uh, uh, who is like a roaring lion. If we do not have uh, these things in our mind, uh, people will come and say, Oh, you should uh, investigate, investigate. Look here, Brother Haddaf said, investigate, read, be open-minded, okay? Well, the hedge doctrines show that Brother Haddaf was talking to Adventists, to Laodiceans, and for Davidians, he had a different thing to say. You know what he said to Davidians? If it's not in the message, it's not worth repeating, remembering, teaching, Yes, that's right. I know I didn't say it right, but <laughs> thank you. But, but that's what the message teaches. And that's part of the hedge, a very important part of the hedge doctrine. All these, uh, these, uh, these false teachers and prophets, need to, their, their mouth needs to be stopped uh, by the truth. And we would like to see them uh, turn away from their error and become, at last, a Davidian Seventh-day Adventist. 
And this is the present truth for today, brethren. It is, I am not making this up. It is here. This is the name. If you know this name, you would be completely safe from Ariel. You know why? Because he called his group the layman's movement. It's not in prophecy. That is not the name of the last organization. And if you, if, the, if you knew this present truth, you would have been safe from the wave sheaf wolves. These people are very seriously uh, misled and they are doing a lot of damage to our sister uh, organizations and uh, to Davidians, Davidia in general. And they need to be uh, somehow, they need to be um, neutralized in the sense that their doctrine must be met with the pure rod and, and their captives need to be freed. So that is why it is important to know the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. It is uh, important to know um, uh, the, the teachings of uh, the association uh, on uh, every particular thing. Uh, if we do not know that, other people will come and tell us, well, you know you need a living prophet in your midst. Okay? Yes, it does. The message does teach that. But what, what, what does it uh, what does it say when you look into the details? And only uh, this association handles those things in such a way as to be faithful to the rod and also to protect us from all of these false prophets who are constantly springing up. So that is why the name, uh, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist brethren, is important. Uh, it's important to know anyone come to you without that name uh, it is, they are wrong. They are in error. Now, it is too late to get that name. Yes, we've made a point now that that's the right name, but no one can have it. Uh, they can take it, but they can't have it. And um, it is something that had to be done of, uh, at the beginning. And all of these people want to change their names. Do you know what the wave chief wants to be called? Besides the 11th hour church, by the way, they want to be called the, the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. Okay? And that's just in the last couple of years. Uh, they get a new name every couple of years there at the wave chief. Uh, but um, it's too late. You can't have it. It's taken. We, the Lord has had one organization. He has promised to have one true organization all the time. It wasn't a hop skipping from this way, that way, backward and forward. It is one organization going smoothly into the future. And, and the Lord has that organization. It has, it has stayed faithful. And brethren, they're those who want to attack the association, want to say the association is not faithful and so on but by the authority of the rod of the Leviticus. I am here to tell you that this association does accomplish the work for the church and it does then afterwards go through all the way in the loud cry. Don't believe the things that people will tell you. So um, I hope brethren that that has not been too long, too big a chunk 
I know it was long, but uh, we tried to get the things in there. And um, uh, thank you for your patience. Uh, I hope it was a blessing. God bless you. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the Davidian Seventh-day Adventist Association. You can find us online at www.bashanhill.org and you can call us at 417-835-2162.